You're listening to the Baha'i World News Service. Now live at local house of During a conference at the Baha'i World Center, groups of continental counselors joined in conversations that were recorded by the Baha'i World News Service for a series of podcasts on youth and social transformation, on the advancement of women, and on Baha'i moral and spiritual educational programs. In this episode, we hear from counselors Maina Mkandawire from Malawi. We are now developing a new kind of youth who can actually have a, live a coherent life. Daniel Pierce Olam from Australia. This idea of when you walk on, on a path, you're walking with others and you're assisting one another. Risa Bakines from Kiribati. They know that doing this and it really helps the humanity, but it's also a joyful thing. Judikael Mokole from Central African Republic. You start to really read the reality and to see how to contribute. And Hamed Javahari from Zambia. We see education as fulfilling a certain purpose, building capacity, but building capacity to do what? Across the world, people from every background are participating in Baha'i moral and spiritual educational programs. These initiatives aim to awaken the energies latent in the human soul, fostering capacity to contribute to the betterment of society. Among these endeavors are programs for spiritual and moral empowerment, academic education, and initiatives aimed at social and economic development. I don't know whether you can share more how the Institute process has built that capacity for, for education. The content of the Training Institute is so powerful because it helps the individual to see our own transformation, That's right. but is he reading the reality also. Mm. When they are going through the Word of God, because the Word of God is, is something like it opens the eyes. It opens uh, the ears. You, yeah, it opens, unlocks the mind. So this idea that um, we we see education as fulfilling a certain purpose, building capacity, but building capacity to do what? Yes. And that this idea that that every human being has a purpose, and that purpose mm -hmm. is to contribute to the transformation of society, but also to the transformation of self. Mm -hmm. And so, and this this uh, arena in which these two things happen is 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 in service. You know, it has to be taught from uh, while they are really young. For example, in 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 the children class, there are services projects uh, mm -hmm. at times yes. for them to take them mm -hmm. to the the sick people or the yeah, oldest, the so they understand. Yeah, yeah. But when they they get to the junior youth program, they they have a component on, on service. Yeah. But the way it is given to them is for it's a capacity building for the junior youth. So they have they are helped to assist to see what are the issues around mm -hmm. that how and within their possibilities and resources, how can they help this uh, concept and help it help these They're children to grow, grow. Yeah, yeah, to grow through service. So mm -hmm. they they know that doing this and it really helps the humanity but it's also a joyful thing. I was just reminded of this other program which is uh, the preparation for social action program yes. and this this program that basically helps people to think about 
what uh, forms of action they can take within their communities. And we have uh, we have this program in Zambia as as it exists in many countries mm-hmm. in Africa. And uh, to see, for example, how people who study the program begin to do uh, little uh, agricultural um, endeavors together. And of course, agriculture exists. It's something that uh, is common in, in, in Zambia, but the attitude with which mm-hmm. they are doing the it, attitude. the fact that that this becomes uh, 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 an endeavor for, for social benefit, as well as for their lives, mm. obviously, but there's an element to it, to the extent where in some cases it might go, a portion of the produce might go to the community school, or they might grow food that is um, unavailable to, to the community, which is not necessarily a cash crop, but good for nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, they might be thinking of, a um, simple example is, you know, if you want to buy seeds, mm. you would buy a, a huge bag of seed, 90 kilos. And most people wouldn't be able to afford that. But they think about, well, can't we grow seeds for, for different mm-hmm. crops? But they package it in a way that everybody has access. So using using scientific methods, but but applying them to the to their community. And, and, and so these people, after they finish this two-year program, they, they consider themselves to be promoters of community well-being. And they band together and they take action and, and you see the, the influence it has on their communities. It's quite exciting. So, so they are doing training institute and also the content of PSA program. And, and in, in, the, in the communities where this is advancing, then these agencies are beginning to sit together and talk about education in its full landscape mm-hmm. and say, well, we have the training institute, we have the PSA program, we have uh, community schools and academic education. So how do all of these elements tie together? together. Uh, the social leaders are coming together and uh, the local spiritual assemblies is, is getting involved and trying to understand what does this mean, not only for the Baha'is of the community, but for the community at large, how does this influence the life of that community? So yeah, it's quite, quite exciting to see. Yeah. Then on the on the other hand, the you know how we are building capacity at the community level mm-hmm. for the community to take ownership mm-hmm. of education. Mm-hmm. Well, in Kiribati, um, the education is in the hands of the of course of the government. But then we have a system where they raise um, uh, teachers and then they they shuffle them around, and so they you know the community doesn't take ownership of it. Mm-hmm. So they always uh, refer to the teacher. Why aren't you doing this? But on the other hand, when the Baha'is, what they are doing, where they are raising tutors, mm-hmm. it's the same thing uh-huh. as raising teachers. Uh-huh. And in my mind, I never connect the, the tutor and the teacher, but yes. now it's much clearer. Uh-huh. How we see the tutor is the same way we, we should see also the teacher, but not just uh, about um, our, you know, the spiritual curriculum, but mm-hmm. both social mm-hmm. material mm-hmm. and spiritual, mm-hmm. and for the community to take ownership. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially when the teachers um, are sent to the remotest places, you know, they are, if, if you accept to be a teacher, you have to go to those places. Mm-hmm. But I, I can give an example of Angola, for example. Mm-hmm. The teacher is same maybe 100 kilometers from the headquarters, mm. you know? 
yes. to get his salary every month he has to go 100 kilometers 100 kilometers to get his money so now these the, the teachers <laughs> they go <laughs> for one week in class they say the teacher is going to get his salary, salary. <laughs> so he goes for one week he gets his salary when he doesn't have money he comes back to the school he stays maybe two weeks then he goes again to get his salary <laughs> you know so with that if you know even the sense of responsibility to say what are these children mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. it's not there but if it is your own you know a teacher yeah. who is developed from the village mm. those things can be eliminated yes. you know the sense of responsibility mm. can come in mm-hmm. yeah and then the community if he did that the community would be on him to say hey we chose you to teach our children then what is this mm-hmm. you know so they can even help the teacher they can accompany the teacher rather than someone from far yes i i remember that because central african republic is a place who uh, there's a lot of challenge uh, mm. and the crisis is uh, so um uh, in one of the, the the locality uh the rebels comes and uh, all of the, the the civil servant coming from government they leave the, the village mm. and they say okay uh, we we are we are from this village so we ask the community school to continue to teach the children because they, they are part of the community yes uh-huh. the rebels the rebels they are part of the community so they say community school no there's no problem the government the public school okay we all they, they close but community school okay, we yeah. know the program we know the teacher is coming from our community so to teach and the government oh there's something they ask us why our public school is closed and your school continue to, to yeah. we explain to them the reason they say oh maybe we should now see how to adapt the way we are sending the teacher uh, uh, across the country in in one of the locality the the chief rebels comes and he wanted to have a meeting mm-hmm. with the community to explain that now i am the, the new ruler of this uh, so you. and he called for the meeting nobody show up he asked why they don't come for the meeting they don't like me if not i'm going to kill everybody second day he asked for the meeting nobody show up and the the traditional leader come to him say if you want the people to come invite them to to meet at the community school say we be there he say okay let's go and he says the meeting to happen to the community school place and the village was there wow so just to see the the power mm. uh the power of this uh, because they they know that the, this community school is is for for, for us maybe it's the social space, social space. Yeah. Uh-huh. just to share another story you know in mm. in uh, in another in a village setting in zambia um there's a community that has several educational programs so mm-hmm. they have uh, a training institute that assists them to develop certain moral capabilities they have they have public schools that they're going to um but then as they thinking about their educational mm-hmm. path you you said earlier that 
this idea that you know they go away at some point and by the time yeah. they come back everything they learned is lost so um in that in that path they identified this need for a secondary school because uh -huh. in their in their village setting they don't uh -huh. have a secondary school so what happens is these kids that have gone through the whole program end up leaving their their village to go to a nearby town and of course the social forces that exist can also have their impact and so this community is rising up and saying, you know, parents are speaking amongst themselves, the children themselves are saying, mm. we don't want to leave and so on. And so they've addressed this question of the need for a high school. Mm -hmm. But what's really interesting is that in all this, the mothers have also gathered together and said, well, if we want to help our children in their schooling, yeah. shouldn't we have a reasonable academic background? Okay. So it's not just the children, it mm -hmm. also begins to influence mm -hmm. yes. at that level. Yes. And of course, you know, if the mothers arise and mm -hmm. if their education is, mm -hmm. the mother being the first educator of the children will. Among the educational efforts discussed by the counselors are programs for academic education called community schools. These schools, which are initiated by Baha'i communities and often supported by Baha'i-inspired organizations, nurture a thirst for academic excellence in students and orient them towards service to their fellow citizens. In recent decades, networks of community schools have emerged in different countries, particularly in rural areas, and places where educational opportunities for young people have historically been limited. So the community school, it brings a lot of unity mm. in the community. Yeah. Because when you are starting, the, 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 it has to come from the desire of the community itself, the chief, the parents, really being involved mm -hmm. in the community school. They even decide um, who is going to be the teacher. They identify who is going to be the teacher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then, if they identify other organizations like Bambino Foundation can actually train those teachers mm -hmm. to become the teachers that we want that are going to uh, mine the gems in the children, mm -hmm. you know. So once the teacher is identified by the village themselves, they, they become responsible for the, that teacher. Mm -hmm. They decide how much school fees they should maybe pay, give to the teacher to, for the upkeep. So in so doing, and the, the community can also decide this one is an orphan, doesn't have to pay, you know, so that... Real sense of ownership. Real sense of ownership really mm -hmm. it manifests itself. And um, and they can sometimes even give the money for the teacher to go for the orientation. So in Zambia what we have is in, in an effort to try and combine uh, academic education, moral and spiritual education, mm -hmm. and we have this program that's emerged which is the development of teachers for community schools. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And um, we, just to give you an example, so we have about 50 or 60 of these schools around the country, but uh, recently, one of these schools that started earlier on now has a group of youngsters who've gone through from childhood through their uh, adolescent years, and now they're emerging as graduates, basically, mm -hmm. at grade 12. And they've done reasonably well academically, but they also have this sense of Yes. responsibility to their community mm -hmm. and so on. So there's a group of eight of them, and these eight that are graduating out of the community school, of course, they're connected to the youth in their community. Mm -hmm. And through them, there's like a, 
a group of say a hundred youth that are engaged one way or another mm-hmm. in the community. So then I was just chatting with them, trying to find out. So what, what you know, how have you expressed your, your sense of social awareness and so on? And um, initially, when they were younger, they were doing very simple acts. You know, like for example, cooking for somebody who's sick or helping an elderly lady mm. or things like that. But then now, they're, the the way they're talking, they're expressing their desire to contribute towards the environment, to improve the health of their communities and so on. And uh, so my next question was, well, what do you want to do once you graduate, you know, because you're now, you've finished high school, you'll do your service, what comes after that? And they, their immediate response was, the eight of us have talked, and we've identified the issues in our community, and we would like to address those issues. Really? So wow. they had, they, <laughs> So they had identified health, environment, and education. Mm-hmm. And based on their interests, they've decided to, to study these programs. But in addition, they've said, we want to find a school that does distance education mm-hmm. because we don't want to leave the village. We yes. want wow. to apply. Yeah, yes, it's yes. incredible. Yes. So they want to apply their learning as they, as they grow. And they've already started with, a, with like a nursery for little seedlings to start planting because there's deforestation and so on. So, I mean, there's an example in a small mm-hmm. small setting of people who are really, mm-hmm. you know, 17, 18 year olds who are really taking action and yeah. it, and it's it's attracting the interest of their parents. Yeah. It's making them see the value of education mm-hmm. as opposed to mm-hmm. just academic. What Amelie say is very important. One example in say uh, in Central African Republic is that um, because we started uh, community school in 2004, in 2004. And uh, some of the children already they reach university now. But what we see is that they come back to do what? Just to help the children to really uh, acquire the good knowledge about mathematics, about biology, and so on. They come back. They spend one week and they go. They come back again one week. So this kind of support they are giving to their village. Mm. to their neighborhood, and the parents start to see the difference. It's a common feature of all of, um, all of Baha'i educational efforts mm-hmm. is uh, this, this fundamental concept of building capacity within the population mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by those who do have something being able to share that with others. That's right. Yes. So this, this idea of when you walk on, on a path, mm-hmm. You're walking with others, and you're assisting one another, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that 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 exchange is what builds a lot of capacity. So it's it's interesting, yes, you know, yes, interesting. hearing these different experiences. Yes. I can give an example of uh, a certain uh, neighborhood, for example, or a group of villages where um, we can see some changes, small changes, where children would not really be interested in school. Girls would get Mm -hmm. married at 12 years, 13 years, because of some of the cultural practices. But with this education where some of them have gone through the children class, Mm You know, that thirst for knowledge is coming through. Yeah. Uh, this community now has got a lot of youth 
who are actually involved in this education system mm -hmm. that there's so many children classes just because of the youth who are mm -hmm. rising mm -hmm. to help those who are younger than themselves and um, one thing we uh, we also noticed and actually when we were at a space with this community where there were um, about 10 chiefs and religious leaders and community uh, based organization we mm. were just stalking and then uh, uh, yeah one, one one chief says you know these children you see these young young women there was a, like a group of maybe mm. 10 or so mm -hmm. he says these ones if it was not for this junior exactly. youth program mm -hmm. by now they would have been married or yes. having babies yes. out yeah. of wedlock, you know? Mm -hmm. So they can actually see that change. Mm -hmm. And then you continue to say, you know, we have even one, which is an experience they've never seen before. There are two young girls who now have enrolled in the university. Yeah, exactly. So they were really impressed and really recommended the program. And then... Um, there's one community where uh, the main concern is really the girl. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. yes. the boys, they can try to try and finish high school. But for the girls, very few mm. would finish mm -hmm. high school. Mm -hmm. very, very few, and maybe not. Yes. You know? So in this place, the teachers really started a conversation to say, what are we going to do about these yes. girls? Mm. Just because at 12, 13 they are told that now they are mature they should look for a man to to marry yeah. and if they don't marry the the, the cultural pressure is on yeah, them yes forcing them that oh maybe they've done something yes. wrong oh, that's why yes. they can't yeah. get married you see actually this this reminds me of uh, a an area in new zealand where there's been efforts to have educational activities for many years now and what they're seeing is that some of the youth, as they go through high school, there's a lot of demands from society that they should drop out, mm -hmm. right? There, there's, there's a lot of pressure to get a job, That's right. support their families. But with keeping this conversation from the youth, from that, that earlier time, time period, about the value of education, what is the purpose of education? How do we develop our, our, our lives, both aspects of mm -hmm. spiritual and, and material? There seems to be a greater coherence building up mm -hmm. in, in the mm -hmm. minds of these, the, and they see it reflected in what their, their mentors are doing as well. Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the power of example yeah. of some of their mentors showing that they, they're, they're qualified individuals, but they always give time for su mm -hmm. supporting their, mm -hmm. their community. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't fragment, you know, that this is my, my work is over here That's and right. this is my uh, service. They, they put service at the center. That's right. And then all these different aspects become more in balance. So they have that example, yes. but they also have a chance to talk this through. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because if you, if, you don't, if you don't express these mm -hmm. things, which is what the Junior Program mm -hmm. is, is, is helping uh, a young person to do, if you can't articulate these thoughts, then it's difficult to change these mm, patterns because mm -hmm. these patterns are very strong. Absolutely. And, and having a few others with you uh, uh, makes it more possible. So we're seeing, I guess, in, in a different reality, this is yes. a urban environment, you mm. know, in, in, in a, I guess, the Western setting, mm -hmm. that ability to now shape a different pattern, one that's more coherent. Mm -hmm.
And maybe that comes from this, you know, like a really deep sense of purpose that you 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 don't see um, stages in life and one ends, one starts. But, you know, mm. you, you see like service as a lens through which you perceive everything in life. Uh, and, and in that context, then, uh, you know, education is also not static. So it's not like you study, then you stop, then you oh. start working. It's actually you study, you work, you have a family, you serve. And everything is done with this broader perspective of, of the sense of purpose that I want to transform society, I want to transform myself. And in that engagement, I guess that's what a coherent life really is. Yeah. You're listening to the Baha'i World News Service, reporting on major developments and endeavors of the global Baha'i community. For more information, visit news.bahai.org.